Sir Lawrence Olivier once said, Find and fulfill your destiny. He was in a movie, he was playing Zeus at the time. Um, <laughs> from 1981, it was a very uh, over-the-top, campy film called Clash of the Titans. I know you all know that because I know all of you have seen that. And if you haven't seen it, you really should. It's a good movie. Um, anyway, in this particular scene, Zeus has just given these magical gifts of a sword and a helmet and a shield to Perseus, who is played by Harry Hamlin. You remember him from uh, L.A. Law, big Michael Cusack. <laughs> and he says, take these gifts and find and fulfill your destiny. He says it just like that. I know that because I memorized that movie when I was seven years old. That's what I did when I was seven years old. I watched movies from beginning to end over and over until I could recite them to you. Um, I used to read encyclopedias just for the hell of it. I loved knowing the state bird of every state in the, in the country. Um, I used to get the Trivial Pursuit game and take out the cards and just read them. Wanted to know the questions, I wanted to know the answers. Um, I had a mind for small information that really was meaningless. Um, when I was in high school, I was probably the kid you hated. Um, I didn't study. I just went to class and remembered things. Um, and I was pretty good at school. I was pretty good in sports. I was pretty good in most things I tried. But I always felt like I was really great at trivia. Um, it was one of two things I felt like I was great at. The other thing was catching things when they fall really quickly. Like I'd be up in the cupboard and like something would fall. And I'd just always catch it before it hit the ground. So I had that. Those I had those two things going. For me. <laughs> When I got to college, they didn't have you know, a Trivial Pursuit major or a Catching Things Quickly major, so I had to study something else. Um, so I studied, um, I studied English, which was great because when I graduated, people were just falling over themselves to hire me. And I studied English much to my mom's domain. I'm, I'm sorry, much to... My, mom, my mother wasn't happy with that. Um, I think there were a lot of people who weren't happy about that. They wanted me to go into econ or uh, you know, engineering, something that, where I could make a lot of money. See, they, they felt, I think a lot of people felt that making money was uh, a way to show how successful you were. I was never motivated by money. It was never my drive. When I was young, even at like 18, 19, all I really wanted was to have a nice family, to have you know, a nice wife, um, a comfortable home, roof over your head, a car that worked, and just enough money to be comfortable. I didn't need a yacht, didn't need a Mercedes, you know, I just needed whatever worked. Um, and so it was perfect that I was a writer because that's probably as good as I was gonna get. Um, <laughs> so when I graduated from college, I had this rebellious streak in me. I, I thought, you know, I don't wanna be that guy who makes a bunch of money. I am going to be a struggling writer. Well, I was gonna be a writer. It just turned out I was a struggling writer. <laughs> I moved back to Oregon and um, I moved into my mom's garage. And um, I thought that would really show them. <laughs> so, so I lived there for a while and um, seven years later, <laughs> still living in my mom's garage. Um, I don't really have that wife because uh, I still live in my mom's garage. So it's hard to like pick up girls when you're living in your mom's garage. Um, I'm struggling as a writer. I, I just don't feel like I have a voice. And um, 
I'm, I'm getting pretty low, and I started thinking, you know, maybe that rebellion thing, I mean, I got, I maybe I took it too far. <laughs> I, think, I think I might have cut myself a little bit deep, because here I was, and I didn't, I didn't have a lot. I didn't have a lot of money. Um, I had a car, and that was about it. Um, so one night I was watching television, and this game show came on. It was called VH1's World Series of Pop Culture. And I thought, oh my god, I, I could do this. I was answering all the questions. And you know, I had seen game shows before, obviously, but somehow they always seemed beneath me. It was all about going on there and making a monkey at yourself for money. And I was like, no, not, I don't need that. But at this point in my life, I was like, I could really use that money. The prize was, the prize was a quarter of a million dollars. Um, I thought, you know, the way the, the show worked was you had to be a team of three. So if I can just get two people to come with me, split it up three ways, that's like, you know, after taxes, $60,000, that's enough for me to move out of my mom's garage. Maybe buy some nice suits, maybe I can go out, get a job, somewhere, and I can end up somewhere close to where, you know, my peers are at at this point. They all graduated and were making lots of money, and I, I could at least catch up a little bit, close that gap. So, um, I thought, you know, I gotta find two people who think like me. Luckily, I have an older brother and older sister who think like me. Um, we decided to form a team, and we, uh, we had to go through this vetting process. Part of it was we had to fly down to Los Angeles and take, um, they, had, they had to go take a test. So before we did that, my brother said, come over, we'll study. And I said, no, I said, my whole life is this. I don't need to study. And he said, we'll do it. We'll just get together. So we went over there, and <laughs> I, I remember one thing. I was like, yeah, I was against it. It was just against everything I was. I felt like it was going to ruin me. Um, he, 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 one thing he did show me was this uh, CD by this group called Mars Barkley, and it was called St. Elsewhere. And I remember the name because I like that show, St. Elsewhere. When we got down to Los Angeles, they brought us into a room, and uh, there was 30 other teams, so there's about 100 people in there. And um, they sat us down, and they gave us all this written test. And the very first question on the test was, what is the name of Mars Barkley's new album? And I knew that. And I thought, this is my destiny. <laughs> so I wrote it, boom, 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 finished the test, turned in the test. They came back in, they said, um, two of the groups in here have passed the test, and one of them is your group. So I knew that. My sister and my brother were all happy. I knew. Okay, it was my destiny. So they brought us in, they videotaped us to make sure that we looked okay on camera. Um, and my brother and my sister were like, I hope they pick us. And I was like, they're going to pick us. It's our destiny. <laughs> Um, and uh, they, they brought us in for a mini tournament. Uh, they brought in eight teams that they liked out of uh, all these teams that tried out. And uh, my brother and my sister were like, I hope they pick us. And I said, they're going to pick us. It's our destiny. A couple weeks later, they called us up and they said, we'd like you to be on the show. We've chosen 16 teams from across the country. Um, there's over 12,000 people that applied. We like you. We want you to come to New York. There's going to be 48 people total, three, your brother and sister. So a small group of, of folks. And... Um, I remember thinking, of course, why not? On the plane right there, I remember my sister very vividly sitting next to me. She leaned over halfway through the flight, and she said, I really think something big is going to happen in New York. And I said, yeah, $60,000. I'm moving out of mom's. It's going to be great. <laughs> she said, no, no. Something else. It's not the money. I thought, okay. Um, it's New York. It's a big place. So we got there, and um, we won our first match. So we made it to the round of uh, these teams. There were 16 teams. We made it to the round of eight. And then we got to the round of eight, and we lost. And I remember going back, sort of in a daze, I went back to the hotel room. And the first thing I thought was, my sister is a fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> she jinxed us. Why did she say we were going to win the money? 
something big was gonna happen. It was the money. I need that money. <laughs> uh, so um, I took out my cell phone to see if anyone called me. It was a big, it was, I didn't have much money, so it was a big <laughs> And uh, I had a, a, a message from the credit card company, and they said, uh, Mr. McPherson, we see some strange charges on your credit card uh, in Portland. Can you give us a call? And I thought it was kind of weird since I had been in New York the last three days. So I called them up, and sure enough, somebody had stolen my credit card and uh, run up the charges. And uh, they said, do you have your credit card with you? I said, no, I don't have it. It's in my car back in Oregon. They said, we well, probably want to check your car and see if it's still there. We think somebody stole it. So I called my sister's in-laws who were watching her house where my car was parked in front. And uh, I said, could you go outside and could you go outside and check on my car? It's this little black thing out in front of the house. And uh, they went out there and they said, what little black thing in front of the house? <laughs> Um, I said, evidently, it's not there anymore. So somebody had stolen my car. Um, at this point, I was feeling very low because I had no money. I, I lost the money from the game show. Uh, my credit was all out, and I had no car when I got back to work. And um, I broke down. I thought I couldn't get any lower, and then I realized coming to New York was a really bad idea. Um, so when I got back, I started writing this blog. I figured everyone was blogging. And I had this new energy inside of me. It was like anger. It was like, God, my life is horrible. Look at all this stuff that happened to me. And I started just bitching. Um, but in the bitching, I think um, I found my voice. I, I'm just a bitcher, I guess. Um, and um, a, couple weeks, a couple weeks later, um, I got a, an email from a girl who uh, had read my blog, she really liked my writing, and uh, she was on the show with me, and I remember this girl. I met her, she sat at the same table with me when we all uh, met, but I was so focused, I was like, oh, I can't pay attention to girls right now, I've got to win you know, like they said in Rocky, you know, women weak in knees, well, I was like, ah, no. <laughs> and then, well, once I was in Oregon, and I had already lost that money, I thought, yeah, I remember that girl, she was great, I liked her. Um, we started emailing, and then we started really long emailing. And then we started talking on the phone, and then we started talking a long time on the phone. I fucking hate talking on the phone. Okay, we're talking four or five hours. I, I don't know how I can do this. Well, I went ahead and fell in love with that girl, and uh, I moved out to where she was. I didn't have much, I didn't have to take with me because I didn't have anything. Uh, and we, uh, we moved together again, and then we got married, and then we had two kids. And I think back to that game show, and I realized that the reason we didn't win the money was because I was so focused on the money. That was not me. And my sister was wrong. Something big didn't happen, something huge happened. And in the end, I found and fulfilled my destiny. <laughs>